and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This is episode one, and fittingly for episode one, it has to be a Star Wars theme. So this is Voldemort versus the Emperor. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And here we go. Alright, so for me, the biggest part of this fight is the fact that they're both very similar to start with, and they both have similar attributes that they exploit in different ways. For me, you look at you think the Emperor is going to be vastly superior. Now he conquered an entire galaxy, mm. but you look at Voldemort. You think, well, he can make things you know, rather than just throwing throwing things around or shooting lightning out of his face, He can actually make other things into weapons that will attack you while he doesn't have to control them, concentrate mm. on them. So for me, that's a that's a big selling point because he can come at you with several things at the same time rather than just saying, well, I've got a lightsaber, I've got lightning coming out my fingers. But he can't smell. No nose. This is true. And I did wonder about that. Why is it that he went from you know, being a, a normal human... Yeah, they never explain person. that, do they? No, and I'm not sure whether it came from when he was living in the back of Quirrell's head. Is it because of the, like, the parcel tongue and stuff? Is it like, does he... Because he hasn't got a snake tongue, is he? No, but he, he wasn't like that before he died. He was Tom Riddle, wasn't he? he was, yeah, he was just like a normal, so, normal-ish and, kid. And it's never really ascertained whether he had that serpentine sort of appearance and the way he came to look before he... Died. Maybe like the magic corrupts him because there's a similar thing with the emperor. There is like besides the fact the emperor's like majorly old and yeah. decrepit and stuff. But like if you look at the emperor, like the more he tends to use the dark side of the force, he tends to kind of corrupt himself. So it's like a mirror image kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can ignore the the, sort of the crap part of episode three where he shot himself with the lightning off. Samuel L. Jackson's lightsaber and that kind of... Did that happen in episode... Yeah, that kind of made him old. To be honest, if you you just forget those original three happened... Yeah, well, um, I kind of do. I've only ever seen all of them twice, and that was once too many. So That's a fair point. I've rewatched them. I had the the box set for Christmas a couple of years ago, the Blu-ray one they just brought out. And I thought I'd rewatch them because there's no way they can be as bad as I remember them. And maybe they're not. I think episode one is better than I remember it. Two is far worse because I I remember having serious arguments with people at the time that two was the best of the bunch, and three is significantly better than I remember, but still shit. Yeah, I mean the problem I had with the whole thing and the reception of those of the the three prequels is that the people who loved them were too young to really appreciate the originals. Yeah, and th- that's the, there's a whole generation where this is their Star yeah. Wars. But then the people who thought they were shit and panned them outright were far more nostalgic and romanticised the originals. Mm. Because if you look at the originals, they were, yes, they were groundbreaking, yes, they came leaps and bounds ahead of everything else in time, but they, there are bits where they look a little bit shit. And you can... you yeah, can that's you the can, charm, though. But, I mean, you, the, in terms of the, the way the stories unfold, they, they kind of had to shoot one lot in to get to that point where mm. you started episode four. And to, to get to that point, they, they kind of did well. But oh yeah, I mean I, they, they retconned and he, like I don't I don't care what Lucas said like fuck did he know what was no, supposed to happen he retconned he his entire universe there of course he did and it just doesn't work yeah and that was that was part of it and I think they had to shoehorn in so much and he had to do so much and they kind of got away they kind of did what they had to do but at the expense of keeping people happy and giving them what they want mm. so I mean anyway. We're getting well <laughs> off topic now. This isn't a Star Wars podcast, but we've established that I have very little knowledge of the prequels. So yeah, yeah, that's how we got to that. We're talking, yeah, that's why we were talking about how noses. They became, I think how they came to oh, be yeah, how they became Yeah. So I mean, it's never really established from my memory, and I'm sure some Harry Potter nerds will come back and tell me that oh, in, on page four hundred and three of book four, it's no. I don't, I don't remember ever being established yeah, how because 
in Chamber of Secrets, it's established that he was a, a regular-looking, if not a slightly psychotic boy, um, who burnt down his or tried to burn down his room, mm. his nursing home, and uh, unleashed a giant fucking snake. But he, he was a normal-looking boy, and even to the extent that now he, in that guise, was able able to charm Ginny um, yeah. into opening the Chamber of Secrets. So, at what point did he become? I mean, if you in in film number seven, it's, it's not really covered in, in book seven, but in film seven, where you have the flashbacks of him killing. Harry's parents, he looks like Voldemort with you know, the bald yeah. head and the fucking lack of nose and all the rest of it. So at what point does he become that disfigured? Yeah, because I mean, it, it, filmically as well, it ties into the whole way they've done the um, the Death Eater symbol as well. When you see it in the sky in the smoke, so it kind of looks like Voldemort's face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sort of effectively a skull with a snake coming out of the mouth to well, so, yeah. so symbolise the But then that's head. essentially, Voldemort's head is essentially just a skull. Yeah, that's it. You know, he's just got nose holes. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, part of it, again, it's the, the, sort of the snake analogy, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, just, for me, that was one thing that was never really explained, and I was wondering if the, the, sort of the degradation of his appearance was one of the Emperor's downfalls, that he became physically weak. Yeah, yeah. He talked in episode three about how being a strong, how living for centuries, and how the, you know, the Sith grew you know, stronger through all the crap that they did. Um, and then he just very rapidly turned into a doddery old man, you know. Mm. And I, yeah, was Voldemort still actually physically strong? He's yeah. just got no nose. Yeah, but he, he but he's physically deformed in, in much the same way. So it's yeah. It, it's, but I mean, it, you know, if it came down to just the two of them actually, like, it all powers move, if they were gonna have a fist fight, if they were gonna punch each other, like Voldemort was punching into next week, he could put his fist through his head. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he, he's an old guy. He's probably made of like dust and stuff. So you just don't. You yeah. Just throw your throw your fist at him, he's gonna fall apart. Yeah. Plus his teeth are rotten, so like you only have to flick them and they all fall out. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. So, okay, so I think, like, if it ever, if at any point this fight comes down to fist fights, then I've, it's going to Voldemort straight away. But yeah. I don't think, I don't think either side would let that happen. No, because there's always a risk that the other one's got a trick up their sleeve. So, I mean, if it's down to magic, then at least part of it's going to come down to magic. That's initially how they're going to attack each other, I yes. thought. So, I mean, you've kind of got to give an advantage there to the Emperor, because, like, if the Emperor wants to shoot some Force Lightning, he just throws it out of his fingers. Whereas Voldemort's got to produce a wand and not, an incantation. Not necessarily, because uh, I think it was film 8. Um, Voldemort actually just throws somebody out of the, out of the way. He, he just throws his arm and... Oh, so he does some force shit? Yeah, it, it, the, 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 uh. the, wand, the wand is just a, a focusing tool. Right, okay. Uh, much like a penis, it's just something you point at things. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he doesn't actually have to utter an incantation no. or anything either? No, I mean, it, it's all about the level of control. Mm. And... Seemingly, in, in that instance, he was able to throw the person, I think it was off the, the bridge that went into um, Hogwarts, I, I think. Yeah. But it may not have been, I may have made that up. But he certainly throws somebody without having to... to because, yeah, if he can instantly use magic, then he's got a far larger repertoire. Well, that's it. it. His arsenal's going to be a lot fuller. Yeah. And not, it's not only the things that, that he no, that he's got in his, his repertoire, so the, the, the Imperius Curses, so the, the Unforgivable Curses... He's also got things like the um, the one that Snape developed that cuts people up. Yeah. Was that Septum Semper or something like that? No idea. Um, it's yeah something like that. But yeah, yeah, if he you know if he can be maiming people and mutilating people in the same way without having to utter a word and all the rest of it, then that arsenal goes through there. He's got a lot more at his disposal mm. than a bit of force lightning and a bit of a push. Yeah, because what's the emperor got like that we know of? Because I mean, like I'm sure if you start looking into fucking extended universe and get really into it, there's probably a million force powers. But that I know of, mostly through video games. I, I think you can go with canon, haven't you? You've yeah. got to go with what you Force lightning. The there's the choke. There's the throw. Obviously, there's the. There's he doesn't really jump. He levitates more than jumps, doesn't he? 
Well, I don't Whereas know there is a force jump, but the Emperor uses it. Well, more, I don't know if you, if you look at this, or that, uh, what they call a fight with him and Yoda, it's kind of just a lot of, sort of jumping and spinning around, same as when yeah. Yoda fought Christopher Lee. Um, it's just kind of a lot of spinning and occasionally lightsabers clack into each other and make a bit of noise. Um, so there's the jumping there, but you look at that and Voldemort can fly. Yeah, but then, I mean, if you allow him a lightsaber in that scenario as well, which you just brought up, like, they've got using force push and force pull they've got pretty good control of that lightsaber so he can actually throw that a considerable distance yeah that's true but at the same point you've, you've got so the would, would the, the expelliarmus spell work when the thing's in midair so you t- you t- so you're essentially playing lightsaber tennis pretty much throwing yeah. it towards Voldemort and Voldemort's and he just knocks it pushing it back yeah so I mean and it's just going to be a battle of wills on who's going to be able to get the lightsaber but if you look at it that way, they're almost going to lose because he lost to a fucking seventeen-year-old with spiked glasses. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, ultimately, what you have to, what you do have to look at is Voldemort is a bit shit. He is like fucking Claw from Inspector Gadget in that he can never ever get anything right and win, ever. Yeah, he can, like he, he is constantly defeated. Whereas at least the Emperor has had victories. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you look at Voldemort as well, and you think, well, the Emperor conquered a galaxy with. Yeah. Two minions, three minions, uh, in, yeah. in um, Maul, Vader, and Christopher Lee. Yeah. Dooku. That's the one. Um, I only remember because it sounds like Dookie, and I'm a child. So it's Dooku. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he, he, had th- he had three minions and a shit ton of stormtroopers. Whereas Voldemort actually had some fairly powerful wizards and witches going around killing people yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and doing his fighting for it. And the Dementors, which were just fucking... Oh, yeah, true. There's the Dementors. I see, the thing is, like, I think Death Eaters have the potential to be far harder or far more terrifying than anything the Force can throw at them. But if you really start breaking it down into those, like, he can... The Emperor can have countless Stormtroopers plus fucking Vader. And if Vader weighs in, then he's just... He's mutilate everyone. That's it. It's fucking game over. Darth Vader shows up. He'll take them all out. Well, that's it. And also, you get to that point and then when you think, well, is it a, is it a fight between these two or are you bringing the two universes together? And yeah, I mean, that's where, we have to, that's where we have to be careful here because if you, if you do start bringing minions into it, like I said, I think Star Wars wins. Of course. Hands on. I mean, the, the technology's there to start with. Yeah. They've got essentially an infinite army of clones plus robots plus fucking spaceships. And, plus, and if they really wanted to, they could get Jar Jar to run around and confuse the fuck out of everybody. As long as Jar Jar dies at some point during the fight, I don't fucking care. As long as he just goes. Yeah, I think unfortunately... Jar Jar and Dobby, see, now there's a fight. There is a fight, but I think Dobby'd have it. Yeah, I I think Dobby would have it. Jar Jar's basically a big fucking oaf. He's very clumsy and gets things wrong. And racist. Well, yeah. Um, But Dobby's been beaten and downtrodden and basically forced into slavery his entire life. He's going to be fucking mean. Yeah. You put him into a fight and you say, right, now your 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 master who owns you, because you know, we didn't give you a sock, it was a Oh, trip. wow, shit. Yeah, Dobby's quite racist. This is like a battle of slaves. Oh, yeah. Shit. There's, yeah, there's, there's a genuine fight in that one. There's one for a future episode. Absolutely. Jar Jar and Dobby. Oh, Dobby's got to win that because Jar Jar fucking sucks. Well, yeah, Jar Jar misses anybody. I just want to see Jar Jar go down, basically. I don't want to see him die. <laughs> well, the way, I mean, no, you could grab onto those ears, though. <laughs> True. Plus, he's got some fucking big lips, man. Yeah, it's big teeth in there as well, though. It's, it'd be kind of like fucking a cow. Yeah, I don't want to. He think does about like that. he looks like a cow. It would be it like sticking would... your dick in a cow, or well, in the front end of a cow, not the back end of a cow. That would be totally different. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Carrie Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're getting off topic and going into a different realm of podcasts where we talk about fucking things, which will be the follow-up. Oh, we've done that. They're like, this is only the second time we've done this, and we've done that on both episodes now. 
So there's clearly an interest in fantasy fucking as well as fantasy fighting. Yeah, to be to be continued on different podcasts yet to be named. Fantasy Fuck League. There's probably one called that already, but we'll have a look. Yeah. But yeah, so back to um, before we go on to the race of slaves. I think the the problem with with the Emperor is that he's always got to keep an eye behind him as well to see you know, to see what's gonna happen elsewhere because Vold- no, Voldemort's on well, he's, Yeah, he's essentially got an entire galaxy to look after. Well not not only that, he's got an entire galaxy that he's fucked over. Yeah. And there'll always be somebody to stab him in the back or shoot him or you know, stick a lightsaber up his ass or whatever. Whereas Voldemort's Yeah, it's tough at the top. Yeah. But at the same time Voldemort doesn't have that. He has, for the most part, loyal followers. I know you get the Malfoys who sort of pussy out and fuck off at the end yeah. of the, the the last book and the last film. But for the most part they're loyal followers who will take a bullet or a blaster ball or a lightsaber or whatever to keep him alive mm. so I think that's another element the fact that he's always going to have one eye behind him and the, the force is going to be doing weird things in his head and telling him when things are going wrong elsewhere and he's kind of going to be distracted plus like Voldemort's got the whole Horcrux thing going on as well well yeah that's true now you have to kill him eight times if it seven essentially times. yeah yeah. But then, I mean, the Emperor could just dispatch an army of Stormtroopers to find Horcruxes and yeah. just that, mash them up. Yeah, but you know, let, let's be fair, you can send an army of Stormtroopers, they're not as intelligent as three teenagers. Oh, yeah, well, you know, if three teenagers can topple the fucking world, then... Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, three three teenagers, it's you know, it's a bit of a stretch of a ginger kid with two friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's where the, so the, you have to look at the fight and what what it is that they can throw at one another and how effective it's going to be. Well, it, it literally, it's, it comes down to the magic, essentially. Um, somehow, Voldemort needs to disarm the Emperor and then just get in there and pummel him. But I don't... But I say, I think disarming him and removing the lightsaber is one thing, but you can't disarm his control of... The, no, that's what I'm saying. We need, he needs yeah. to take that out as well because I, I definitely think, even though... Alright, so we're saying Voldemort can possibly throw people, but in general, his practice and his fighting style is to use a wand and yes. to use an incantation, whereas the Emperor just throws yeah, it's shit. Kind of and by his nature, yeah, and by his nature, is full of rage and able to just turn it on. Yeah. I probably shouldn't click my fingers on a podcast. Well, um, yeah. we, can, we can edit that out, probably. I, I don't know, I think I was saying something. If that hurt your ears, I'm sorry, but oh, there no. you go. Lesson learned. I won't click my fingers again. He will. He'll, he'll apologise for it again as well. I won't. I won't click my fucking fingers again. I promise. I'm tempted to do it. I'm blaming it on you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I, for at least this episode, I won't click my fingers again. <laughs> yeah, right. So he can just throw shit. And it's it's in the nature of the dark side of the force. Like, he's he's angry and he throws yeah. shit. So but I, I he's think... essentially a stroppy teenager. Mm. And when you put it like that, then Voldemort's fucked. Mm, yeah, that's true, actually. I was coming to is the, you know, the, the Emperor's you know, the Emperor's power and everything he did came out of his hate and his anger and all the rest of it whereas Voldemort was just kind of a big fucking racist and oh yeah he's essentially fucking Hitler and the, the problem with that is that at some point he's going to go well hang on do I really want to get my hands dirty on this fucking half blood you know whatever yeah. wherever the Emperor is that isn't isn't pure blood wizard so I mean that well I mean he's, he's not even not only is he not wizard he's not of earth I mean no. they're not earthlings so no I mean, all right, are they, they're humanoids. Well, I mean, they may be humans. I guess we could have colonised other planets, but they're definitely not Earthlings. No. So, yeah, he'd have he'd have a massive issue with yeah, it. Yeah, he'd have issues with that. And I think I think the other part of his, his anger and his reason for wanting to get into that fight is that being not of Earth and not human and all the rest of it, 
that that you know, the force or the magic, that's also otherworldly and kind of wrong. And you know, is, mm. so I mean, is is he going to know how to counter that? Is he going to be uh, is he going to be able to get into that? See, when you say force, it sounds cool. When you say magic, it kind of sounds like a pussy. It's a true. Magic definitely sounds rubbish. Yeah, magic is you know pulling handkerchiefs out of your sleeve and. and have, yeah, or, like, or specifically when you refer to like the magic, it just makes it sound like you're talking about fucking Mickey Mouse or something. There's a Walt Disney connection there, or there is for me anyway. And so I instantly just go to a happy place. Like that doesn't, that has no place in a fight. And if it's magic with a K, it can just fuck off. Because that magic shit with a K. Oh, like loads of nerds do magic oh, with a K. All sorts of like real, I don't know, like swords and sorcery type of shit. You get magic with a K. Yeah, Fuck that. Learn yeah. English. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you can have your, your games and all that sort of shit, but don't bastardise the language, at least fucking speak it and spell it properly. Yeah. So, but I guess, is, it, is sorcery any better? <laughs> yeah, With sorcery, wizardry. I don't know, it also, wizardry? It, it also sounds, sounds a bit nice and a bit fun. It does, doesn't it? None of it sounds threatening. Like, you wouldn't be scared of a magician. Unless, I mean, nothing's happened with Paul Daniels yet, so let's give it six months. <laughs> It's quite possible that there'll be reason to be scared of Paul Daniels in the near future. I think you're probably a bit old now. Yeah, well, I'm not his type, clearly, but... Well, let's be fair, he's, you know, he, he hypnotised Debbie McGee about 40 fucking years ago. But yeah, like magic, definitely not scary. Now, the force sounds scary. Yeah. Because it's a force, so... Yeah, and he, you know, I said, like, sorcery sounds kind of, you know, kind of dangerous and kind of bad, because mm. you've, you know, you grow up as some sort of you know, sorcerers and witches and shit like that, and so it's... That has you know, the the impact yeah. of being quite you know, quite negative and quite you know, quite powerful potentially, but I don't know. It's it's just one of those you think. Well, I mean, it's referred to it. Like magic seems to be the place to go because you think Harry Potter is a magician and a wizard. Then, but Voldemort's always referred to as like when you when they're in school and stuff. It's always defense against the dark arts. Now, dark arts sounds way cooler. Yeah, but I'm fucked if I'm using dark arts in every sentence. So we definitely need. Well, I guess we don't because this is. A problem like intimidation, he loses flat out. The emperor is far more intimidating. Then again, he, he, the force is more intimidating than magic. But you know, Emperor Palpatine was a fucking politician until like two minutes ago, until like you know, halfway through film three. As opposed to he who must not be named. His his name is you know, is, is is that fucking menacing that you can't say it. Mm, yeah, but that's it's not said by a bunch of kids, is it? You know what I mean? It's like, and it's there's also an element of shame in that. I don't think it's he who should not be named because they're necessarily all afraid of them. I think it's like the Germans don't talk about the war. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but it's like, it's shame. Like they were, they were led into ethnic cleansing by a complete and utter despot. So they don't talk about it. I so, think you've got the term on there. It's not a despot, it's fuckhead. Well, yeah, it's that too. Uh, yeah. Like when you look at the two figures, like Voldemort, doesn't really look intimidating for a start. The no-nose thing just looks fucking ridiculous. That is bad makeup, whatever way you slice it. So the no-nose thing does nothing. In all me. fairness, to, to take the nose and the chin off Ray Fiennes is quite an achievement. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> no, just to streamline that head. Yeah, it's quite an but achievement. But he looks... He just looks you, you comical. Kind of, if You kind of have, need a dark alley sort of aspect where it's a lot of shadow. And well, yeah, so but this, this, this is the, the thing. Where where he's, he's got the emperor with a hood. With a hood, so he's instantly more intimidating. This is yeah, where I was going. Yeah, you, you don't really know. You, you, don't, you can't see the sort of the shock of white hair and all the rest. No. So you just sort of see the funny coloured eyes, the sort of the pale skin, the pallid skin, and the sort of the really sort of burnt and wrinkled face, and the sort of effectively fangs, and where the teeth are all yeah. fucked. 
Whereas Voldemort, as you say, you now he's he's kind of smooth and shiny. He's like a pool ball with slits for a nose. Yeah, it's essentially what he is. Yeah, like, yeah, he is a fucking walking bowling ball or something. But okay, so he's like instantly the two of them size each other up. There's no way the Emperor's fucking scared of Voldemort. But there's half a chance Voldemort might might just think, "What the fuck is this?" No, I, I don't think that because I think he's going to go into it thinking, "Right, okay, well, my own spell killed me the first time. That was just fucking dumb luck. You know, some mm. bit kissed a baby and it killed me." Yeah. Um. But he's going to go up to this guy and say, well, I'm fucking taller than you. I'm about 400 years younger. And if I get my hands on your throat, I'm going to snap your neck like a twig. I don't think he's going to be intimidated either. It's, it's only when something, you know, he starts popping the lightning out of his fingers and you know, getting yeah. the ball ready like, you know, Ryu and Ken. I'm just ready to, yeah, to yeah, fling it out. Yeah, just ready to a Ken him. Yeah, yeah so you, you, you start flinging that, and I think that's where the intimidation is going to come. But if, if it's solely a case of how they look, I don't think there's a clear winner. I think it's just two fucking ugly bastards. I guess. I just, yeah, I, I definitely think... To me, anyway, if I like, if both of them were in front of me right now and I had to pick one to fucking fight, I would probably pick Voldemort over the Emperor. Because even though the Emperor's older, he fucking looks mean. Whereas Voldemort looks like a fucking pool ball. <laughs> he really does. Like, for a start, there's tar- two fucking targets right on his face. You just get your fingers right in the nose holes and just swing them around. Well, yeah, it's not fingers in the nose holes, thumb in the mouth, and yeah, it's just skittles. Yeah. Oh, you, like you could, aside from fingers, like genuinely, if you're actually going to fight him, all you need is like a screwdriver or something. Those are massive targets. You get a screwdriver in there and give it a good tap on the end. You don't straight him into his brain. He's fucked. This Gone. is true. This is very true. The the other part for me, and we've touched on it already, is the Horcruxes because you've got okay, you've got that's his big advantage. You've got a cup, a book, a tiara, a locket, but you've also got Harry Potter, a snake, and him. So I mean, the they're, okay, Harry Potter's not going to come along and fight for him. So. No, but technically, Harry Potter doesn't have to fight for him, but as Harry Potter's got die. to be killed in order for the Emperor to win. So he also has to fight Harry Potter. The question is, does Harry take does, him to the team? Yeah, does Harry fight back or not? I mean, in, oh, in Book 7, Voldemort kills the Horcrux by trying to kill Harry Potter in the woods. That's kind of how, that one, that how Voldemort ends up dying. So yeah. if, if we're basing this out outside of them after that fight... Then that particular Horcrux is dead, but then. But then all of those Horcruxes, you yeah. could argue that they could all be something completely different. They could be an entirely new set of Horcruxes. Yeah, they could be tigers. So, yes, <laughs> randomly. Yeah. You know, you Seven could, tigers. Yeah, or well, ice beasts from Hoth or you know, whatever, you know. They could, you could put them in anything. I'd put them Maybe. in something really unassuming. Like, that is the way to do it. You need to hide them in place. Yeah, that's, like, that's kind of what he did, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. now fucking tiara and a locket. Who's going to look in jewellery? Either that you need to put it in something like completely indestructible. Like, you know... The, the one ring or something. Yeah, like, bit of sense, put it in jewellery, like, rubbish. Seriously, put it in, yeah. like... I mean, the only only way that works is if you have a million identical pieces of jewellery and you make, you hide it in one. Yeah. And then you scatter them around the fucking planet. Like put it in a big fuck-off weight or something. Yeah. You know, like, Jesus, dude. Jesus, make a new mountain. Yeah, see, not that smart, either. This no, is the this difference, is again. Emperor, toppled planets... Yeah, true. Toppled entire federations. Voldemort can't even make Horcruxes properly. This is true. But then again, I'd like to see you make a better Horcrux. Uh, yeah, I guess. Can't make any, so <laughs> fair enough. But then I also have my nose and I can't shoot lightning out of my fingers. That's not fucking good at all, really, are you? I can kick people in the nuts. That's, my, that's about <laughs> all I do. I kick them both in the nuts and fucking run away. But do they have nuts? I bet Voldemort hasn't. 
Yeah, because he's kind of like a snake. Like a, no, a snake has a penis, yeah, but I don't yeah, know yeah, if it has testicles or if it does, maybe on the inside. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he does because he's got that weird voice as well. I definitely reckon he's a eunuch. He's kind of got a slender man thing going on when you think about it, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's got any genitalia whatsoever. And the Emperor's soul has probably died. Hey, he's got some ugly old walnuts, yeah, but at, at one point he had a big old pair of fucking watermelons on him. Yeah. Like, he's got to be well, marching to, around doing yeah, the type of shit he's doing. To do what he did and to achieve what he did and have, have the, the, the gumption to um, yeah, think of it in the first place and pull it off, yeah. Whereas, yeah, no, it's Hitler only had one ball, so you're looking at that analogy then. Well, yeah, I guess. When you, like that. Right, so the actual fight then. I've actually lost where we were, to be <laughs> honest. I've just, I've just got, I, I got lost on a rabbit hole of fantasy nuts. And not the edible kind. No. Well. Yeah. Uh, where, where the fuck were we? We, we were on something. We were on track we and then we started kind of talking went about off. fantasy nuts. Um, how did I get to nuts? That's just where your brain goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Um, so we were talking about sort of elemental control and how. Uh, no, we're talking about intimidation. That's where we got to, and That's then we started talking. Fuck! <laughs> Sorry, I am just killing African children left, right, and centre tonight. Like Jesus. Well, you've got about five thousand before you catch up with the bowlers, so. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so we were talking about intimidation. We got from there. So, as as we said, it can, it's going to come down to how the the magic sorcery powers that's how we got to it because we're talking about intimidation and we got into magic sounding fairly oh yeah yeah magic's rubbish yeah Yeah. so how the force power magic sorcery how that all interacts and which is going to be the more effective because i said there 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 was an instance there was an instance in in the film where voldemort didn't need a wand he didn't need an incantation but i'm not sure whether he he was able to channel that to such an extent where he could actually use the Imperius Curse, or... Yeah, could he do that for everything, and also could he do it continually? Yeah. Or is it just a thing where he, he was up against the wall, and so it was instinct? Yeah, and would yeah. it even work on an alien? You know, I mean, there's someone they are, the Emperor is well, where, where's, but... the, where's the fight going down? Is the fight happening here, or is the fight happening there? Well, I don't know, because... Because either way, there's a Superman thing at play here, because one going to the other's home world could be adversely affected by gravity and the sun... And all sorts of I shit. I think we need to discount that. I think we need to just say, look, there's an arena in okay. a, a perfect environment which allows both of them to be them. Okay. So you don't need a yellow sun, a red sun, or you don't know. It's, you don't have the advantage of this advantage or anything else. You have an arena which can hold them both in their natural state where they can use their abilities. Otherwise, it's just, it's Yeah, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. That just, yeah. Okay. I think that's the way we need to look at it. So there's... The only environmental factors are what they create. Yeah. Um, okay. So I mean. So they're in a blank arena. They're, they're yeah. Just, it's a big. It's a cage white fight. Box, it's a cage fight. Yeah. That's a cage fight. Yeah. So last week was a bar fight though. Last last time was a bar fight. Yeah. Um, but where else would you find Muppets? I guess. Okay. So this is a cage fight. This is a cage fight. Right. So, well, in that case, all you need to do if you're the emperor is, is use one hand to electrify the cage and the other hand to force push Voldemort into it. Yeah, okay, this isn't a cage fight. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, this is just a static arena. Then. Yeah, it's, okay. it's just... All an, magics are allowed. Yeah, it's... No it's holds barred. It's an empty floor, empty room. No, it's an empty floor. There's no, there's gravity, there's air, and there's midi-chlorines. Because you fucking need those, apparently. Well, yeah, otherwise the Emperor's totally fucked. Yeah, in that case, he's just a wrinkly old man who can get kicked in the nuts. Yeah. So, the first thing they're going to do then, when this goes down, both of them are going to reach for the big gun straight away. The Emperor's going to go straight for Force Lightning. And Voldemort's going to go for Avada Kedavra. Yeah. Now, 
is Avada Kedavra going to push through Force Lightning? Well, I don't know because... Because what's the density? Like, we, we roughly know the density of Lightning. Well, we don't, but... No, but you know what I mean. People like, do. Lightning is a tangible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, it depends because the way, obviously, the way it was done in the film was it was a beam of light that came out at the end of the world. Exactly. Wand. Now, is that the way it would actually work in a, this in a is scenario where so there's does this magic? Have weight? It, yeah, is it actually a beam of light or was that just used is because that just it needed something in the film? It, yeah. Um, well, I think in order for this fight to work in any way, shape, or form, it has to be a tangible, weighted bolt, yeah, like I, a magical bolt. Yeah. Like I, I, I think both of those are going to sort of cancel. One, of the, they're going to cancel each other out. Yeah, that's how I envision it and happening. I, I think for me, it's going to, it's going to come down to what happens most effectively. Either the emperor is going to throw some ch- chairs, use no, he's going to use the force and throw a chair, and while the rest of it, or Voldemort's going to, no, Voldemort's going to animate it with his magic and make it come kick and kick the emperor See, in the here's nuts. the other thing. If Voldemort's doing Avada Kedavra, as we've established now, he's got to be channeled through his wand and he's got to pronounce the words and he's got to direct it. So there's three things he's got to have going on at once. And so there is, no matter how good he is, there's always going to be a trigger effect there. Like he's always yeah. got to start it going. Now the emperor can have shot this lightning out. Voldemort can have fired back with Avada Kedavra. Now the emperor can shoot lightning from one hand and use the other to force push stuff into him. Yeah. Because it's it's elemental. He's literally just thinking and doing. Yeah. It's it's natural, it's rage. So Yeah. But on the other hand of that, using the using the lightning, there's gonna be a, a finite period of time that Voldemort can survive being attacked by this lightning. Yeah. It's not gonna kill him outright, whereas if Vadakadava hits him, hits the Emperor, it's gonna kill him outright. Yeah, but we've kind of already said that those two are gonna cancel each yeah, other so, out. Yeah. No? So, they so can... what I'm saying is like what those who can't see it, so while Voldemort's reaching into his bag of tricks for the next thing, yeah. because he's got to now physically... Got, it's like firing a gun. He's physically got to pull the trigger again. Yeah. Whereas the Emperor can it's still con- be yeah, shooting the lightning, distracting him, and it's constant, so it's eventually going to hit him, unless Val could have a permanently like, carries on in the stream, at which point Voldemort can't break it. Yeah. He's got to keep that curse going. And so then, unless he's like dual wanding it, or some such shit... Now that would be fucking... That would, that would be cool. Points. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, points. if he's like got twin pistols going on with his wands. Although the only time we saw anybody you know, do, a, uh, do a lightsaber, he ended up getting his arms cut off. Or getting his yeah. arm cut off. So. so this is the question then. Can Voldemort dual wield? Well, if he can dual wield, then he's definitely... He's, he's at an advantage. Yeah. Because the, what he can do with a second wand is going to be more powerful than... Yeah. If he can, then I think... That's gonna win him the match. I think he's gonna, no, he's gonna overcome the emperor. If he can't, then we've already established he can still move shit with his hand, with his other hand. True. So, so, but his whereas the emperor's magic is to push things, pull things, throw them around. Is Voldemort able to animate them? Has he got the magic where he's gonna be able to to bring them to life? Effect. Yeah, he can essentially summon minions and shit. Yeah, he could probably but, teleport up some fucking trolls or some other nonsense. Yeah. He can open the rancor gate and set it on the emperor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He could. So then the emperor's got an army to take down, but yeah. then again, with the emperor, he could force push the entire lot of them in one go. Yeah, you know, force push isn't. It's not stuck to one object. I mean, no, we've it's... seen Jedi take down entire armies of droids just by pushing them. Yeah, but they were fucking droids. Well, yeah, but the principle's the same. The, principle's the more the same. powerful the person using it, yeah. then obviously the, the further the same, you but, can push. But it. they were top heavy droids, microwaves on chicken legs, effectively. <laughs> True, but still, like the, the principle is the same. So multiply yes. that, he's still, he's still able to take down a large amount of enemies in one go. Yeah. All right. So 
With, with all that going, which I think what we've established is the two can cancel each other out. Yeah, so Lightning and Nevada can have a good like they, They're never going to be in good unless one of them manages to catch the other yeah. one on the back foot. So how does one get the advantage over the other? How does one get the kill shot effectively? It's all about manoeuvrability and positioning, really, isn't it? And I think that's got to go to the Emperor, because as we said, the, he can the wand has to be fixed, the wand yeah. has to be aimed, and it has to be primed, and it has to be held. Whereas the Emperor, as I said, he's got, he can't, a bolt of lightning, it's, no, it's not a straight line. And no. It's, no. Certainly it's not ten straight lines, it's lightning, it's going to go every fucking way. Yeah. So I think that's, that's going to come, that's going to decide it, is uh, where the decisive shot's going to come from. And I think Voldemort is kind of hamstrung by the fact that he basically needs to keep his dick pointed at the Emperor long enough to... Exactly. Plus, I mean, when it, even if it does come down to this this kind of straight-out test between the lightning coming one way and Avada Kedavra coming the other way, then they could hold that all night yeah. and just trash talk, and you've got to give the mind game to the Emperor because he's an expert at it. That's what he does. That's what he did, yeah. That's how, that's how he took over the galaxy. He corrupts people. Yeah. So just because Voldemort's already corrupt, there's, yeah. no reason, there's nothing to say that his mind is strong enough to withstand well, no, corruption. Well, no, because Harry like Potter kind of fucked him, didn't he? he yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just kind of think that we, we, we know that Vader could do it, and he's got to have learned it from somewhere, that uh, Obi-Wan could do it, and Luke Skywalker learned to do it, that there's an element of the Force that can get in people's head and change their minds, convince what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, he could Jedi mind trick the yeah. bitch. And yeah. I, no, I, I, there's, a, there's an element of Voldemort not being particularly weak-minded, but he's very single-minded. Yeah. And so I think it would be very easy to get in there and start pulling the wires out and confuse him a bit. But then that is... So, okay, let's say he takes him down that way then. Let's say he gets inside his head and he's able to get him to drop his guard long enough to zap him with some lightning. Well, That's... yeah, there's two, there's two prongs to that because if he's in there, if he gets him to drop the wand, one hand keeps the lightning going, the other hand flicks the wand away. Yeah. So then he's disarmed so, so then he's dis- and he's, he's disarmed lightning. And he's being burned alive. Yeah. But the problem is, he's still just Voldemort. There are still Horcruxes. Yes, there are still Horcruxes. So, but I never, I never got this. Like, I know they said about the Horcruxes, but they killed them in a very specific order. Yeah, they killed the one. Well, that yeah, he I wonder that. Like, if you young. kill him so first, if, is, is it like you, you, you cut off the head, and the, um, oh, you, know, you, you kill the main zombie, and all the rest of the zombies are full. Or is it you kill that one and then this? I was always a bit confused by this. I kind of got the impression that she fucking made this up at the last minute. I I, I got the impression that she, that was kind of the plan, and she she did sew it through all the way. You know, it's it's now started in book two, so she had plenty of time to bed it in. Yeah. But she never really kind of got to that. Never point. explained it. And no. would it have been easier to just say, look, there he is. Let's get the gun. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I understand it, and I don't think this is ever properly explained. If it is, maybe I'm just being thick. But the way I understand it is, if you kill. Voldemort before taking out the Horcruxes because a piece of his soul and his energy is resonant in those Horcruxes he can come back yeah which is Whereas, kind of what happened in the first place that's yeah exactly started. so if if the Emperor just takes down Voldemort he might be gone for a significant period of time but that's enough time for him to go and blow up planets to where well, the Horcruxes are well yeah but then he's going to have dropped his guard because he's thinking he's taken Voldemort down he can be searching for these Horcruxes and he's essentially in a race against the clock to take him down before Voldemort comes back. Now, Voldemort could come back at any point. But when he but he come, when he comes back, he, there are certain things he needs in order to come back at full strength. I mean, if you look at the the first uh, one, the Philosopher's Stone, he could only come back as a growth on the back of somebody's head. He was a fucking tumour. It's not a tumour. Sorry. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he, he came back as a growth on the back of Quirrell's head. 
he wasn't strong enough to have his own body. And then in the second one, when they killed the one Horcrux, he got weaker again. The third one, you didn't really see him. And the fourth one, there was some big fucking spell where it had to be where he died with yeah, the yeah, blood yeah. of the person who killed him and all the rest mm-hmm. of it in order for him to come back. And I think there would be enough time for the Emperor to to, to use that time and say, right, I'm going to go and blow up some planets. Every planet he's ever been to, which is Earth, I'm going to blow it up with a Death Star. Oh yeah, unquestionably, like the as long as he found what the Horcrux is with, the Emperor can fucking take him out. The only ones causing him any problem, as we've discussed, is Harry fucking Potter. He's the Emperor, he's, just, he's only one boy, fuck him. He's just going to blow up the planet. If, if if he's on, if he dies, he dies. Jesus I, Christ, I'm, dude, I'm you are just smashing him out. This I'm going to get that one in every week. Um, but yeah, he's not going to be bored by Harry Potter. He's say, right, well, I've got a fucking spaceship. You're down there on your broomstick. Yeah, but it, I mean, that's kind of the problem with Voldemort as well, isn't it? Is I think there is a little bit of underestimation of Harry Potter. Like, yes, he is just a child and a scruffy one at that, but... That's the whole point. He is an underdog, and you could very deliberate. Like all it takes is for him to get wind of this, and Hermione's going to have the entire blueprints of the Death Star like that. And shit, <laughs> click my fingers again. Um, sorry. Uh, See, right. the, the only reason I wish this was TV because we have a little counter in the corner every time you do it. I just go yeah. up by one. Um, we can put it on the website. Total finger click count or something. Um, right. So. If Potter finds out about it, Hermione brings up the blueprints of the Death Star, Potter's on his broomstick and that exhaust port is toast. Yeah, but if he's on his broomstick, can he breathe in space? He's a magician. I still he can, like, magic up a goldfish bowl over his head. That's how you breathe in space. Have you never watched a cartoon? Yes, it's true. Like, seriously, he can de- Like, I think breathing in space is probably, like, the last of his worries. Yeah, flying that broomstick all that way up to an exhaust port, I think is going to be a bit more, uh, a bit more scary. And what's he going to put down it? Well, wow. <laughs> um, I mean, he's... I mean, he did Equus, he could stick his dick down it, but... Snitch, blatantly. But does a snitch explode? Why well, they make an exploding snitch? Where's your imagination, dude? <laughs> like, I'm, you I'm, know, look, you, get the you get the Weasleys to put, like, some exploding powder inside a snitch to make a tiny little snitch delivery package, and then Potter flies upon his broomstick, does the trench run, and throws the snitch down the exhaust port and the Death Star's toast. Yeah, okay, fair point. So yeah. now, you've I, I got don't... Potter flying around <laughs> in space, yeah, and the Emperor, and he's obviously escaped, so he's on a Star Destroyer, I guess. He's not going to be in an X-Wing, uh, not an X-Wing, sorry, TIE Fighter, because that's not his style. Yeah, he'll, he'll, no, he'll be on the other Death Star they're already building in yeah. preparation for the so now, the so now Potter's got a dock with a Star Destroyer, and they've got to have a fight. Yeah, no, I'm not buying it. We're going to get to the point where I think once he's taken out Voldemort, does he know, if he knows about the whole crux, he's just going to say, fuck it, I'm going to blow up the planet. Well, they're all on Earth anyway. Yeah, so I just blow up Earth. Yeah, but... Uh, job done. Yeah, but like I say, Potter only needs to find out about it and they'll stop. But how does Potter find out about it? Because Hermione knows fucking everything. That happens on Earth. Well, yeah, yeah but they're not going to miss a fight between Voldemort and the Emperor. They're going to be there, like, cheering the Emperor on and shit. Like, yeah, go Emperor, until they find out he wants to blow them up. But he only wants to blow them for the Horcruxes, so in that case, they say, well, fuck here they are. Well, yeah, but Potter is also a Horcrux, and there's no way those other two are going to let Potter die. But... Nor is anybody else, because he's like Jesus or some such shit. Yeah, but um, in, no, using that same analogy, Potter's going to go, well, fuck it, no, save the planet, here I am. Yeah, but then... The Emperor would have to take Potter out, and then he would still blow up the entire planet. So Potter, being the hero, is going to try and save the planet first. But if Potter gives himself up, like he did in 
book seven or film eight, and he's going to take the fight away from Earth so nobody else is in danger. Yeah, yeah. That's so, what, but what I'm saying is, even if he's up on space and he goes, "Here I am," then he knows that the Emperor's still going to blow up Earth. So the only way for him to stop Earth getting blown up Why is to take down the Emperor. Earth? Why do you need to blow up Earth? Because that's where all the Horcruxes are. Of course it is. That's where yeah. all the Horcruxes are. So the Emperor needs to blow up Earth. So Potter now needs to stop the Emperor blowing up Earth. He can take the Potter can take the Horcruxes out himself one by one. Yeah. Or he can just take the fuckers with him. I guess he could do this that. Is how you kill gather the, the Horcruxes, yeah, and take them to the Emperor. But that's way less cool than going and having a fight because ultimately the Emperor is still evil. So he'd still have to be taken down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Potter needs to go. Well, yeah, in order that, for that, the that was true in the, in the first book as yeah. well. In order for the Emperor to win, he needs to go. And there is no way that anybody's letting him sacrifice himself either because he'll just have Hermione and Ron being all like whiny bitch at his ankles. Like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And they won't let it happen. They'll find some other ridiculous plan involving like bits of string and a flying car or something and some spiders. And then it'll be like they'll have to have a fight. Yeah. In space. Now, spiders in space, that's fucking weird. That's just fucking terrifying. Because their little legs would just be like spinning, because they're anti-gravity, so their little legs would just be kicking around everywhere, and they'd be shooting webs all over the fucking place, and they wouldn't stick to anything, so they'd just be this endless stream of webs. That's yeah, suppose for the spider jizz. Is a web spider jizz? Is that what a web is? I well, that's kind of what it would look like, wouldn't it? It would look like jizz, but it's not actually jizz, is it? No, like it's a spider's not, not coming when it shoots no. a web. No. Not that I'm aware of. I thought they, like, knitted them. Don't they like knit them like the things in the Matrix? I don't know. I, I think they've got like tiny little things that they, they knit with. They're essentially grannies. Yeah, army really grannies. Really scary, horrible grannies that bite. That's a good analogy of spiders. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sidetracked again. So, off point. Yeah, so Potter's <laughs> got to go. I'm adamant. Potter's got to go. The Emperor's going to need to take down Potter in order to win this fight. And I think, well, at that point, so if the Emperor threatens you, threatens you, I say, right, I'm going to blow you up unless I get all these Horcruxes. Potter's going to take them, he's going to say, well, fuck you two, I'm going to save the world. Because let's face it, there were seven books of me being big-headed and saying, I'm going to, no, I'm the best person ever, I'm a really, you know, I'm going to go off and mm. save the world. So he's not going to be any different now. He said, right, here's your Horcruxes. He may not tell but, uh, the Emperor that he's one of them, because let's face it, Voldemort didn't realise. No. But, so, but, but while, he, while he's busy... Kitten on doing the Horcruxes, Potter can just whip, whip in and Avada Kedavra. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, once the Emperor's taken Voldemort down and he goes on this Horcrux hand, his guard is kind of a little bit down, and Potter could easily go in there and just take him out. I've... And then at that point, Voldemort can resurface and win. Well, is he already winning? Because like, he's all no Potter's already part of Voldemort, isn't he? Yeah, this is this is my whole argument. This yeah, is what so I'm saying. Like, yeah, Potter so he... has to go in order for the Emperor yeah. to win. As long but... as Potter's around, Voldemort can still win. Potter actually has to be killed. Yeah, but so Voldemort, Voldemort doesn't actually have to come back to win. That's what no, I'm saying. no, that's what I'm saying. Potter just needs to take out the Emperor, and then at any given point, Voldemort could like possess Potter or whatever he does, and resurface and win the fight. Yeah. So if Potter just sneaks up there with a with a sly about it, could remind you he's got to he's taking the Death Star down, and they're on a Star Destroyer, but. That's going to be crawling with stormtroopers. So he's not going to take all of those down. It's likely Vader's going to be with him. So he's got to take him down. He's got to fight his way to the Emperor, essentially. Because they're not just going to let him rock up. He's not just going to like ring the doorbell and be like, Hi, I'm Harry Potter. You, like, you say that, but I, th I think the arrogance would be there to say, Yeah, you know what? Come on in. I can take you. I don't know. I, th 
I think, honestly, you get a, a scruffy little kid ringing your doorbell in space. I think you'd just... I don't think you'd even give him the time of day with the arrogance. I think you'd probably slam the door in his face or some such shit. Well, yeah, you kick him out the airlock, don't you? Yeah. But, I don't know, you look at... Steal his goldfish bowl. <laughs> just take it off him. <laughs> and then you can hold it above his head. And because he's little, he'd be, like, jumping up for it. Like, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't need to jump, but he just pushes up one, so he just floats up to it. Well, yeah, but he's, he's not going to have a lot of control over his magic at this point because he's going to be panicking because he's essentially asphyxiated yeah no I, I think I think that the the, the, the Emperor's already shown his, his hand but he did it with Luke he's like yeah come on in watch, watch me blow up your friends oh fuck you've killed me yeah well I mean there's that as well the Emperor could even try and twist Potter I guess because he is powerful and, and Potter's kind of angry a lot of the time well yeah he's a little emo bitch he is definitely an angry young man yeah and I, th- I think a lot a lot was made of that in, in the books and the films so they would know they, got, they were there was a point where he was, no, he felt he was becoming Voldemort because of the anger and all the rest of it. So you just need the right knife to twist. Yeah, definitely. And as we've said, the Emperor's a master of that. Yeah. And whereas, no, you failed with the little um, blonde-haired, blue-eyed... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think if anyone's going to turn him, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be the Emperor, yeah. You start twisting the jealousy knife on Ron and Hermione and shit like that. And if he doesn't turn Potter, he'll turn Ron. Yeah, easily. We'll, we'll just kill him in his sleep. Yeah, easily. So, okay, but ultimately the decision has to be made who's winning out of the two because the thing is even if he does if the Emperor does turn him he's got to get him to kill himself that's what I was going to say if he, if he turns him he doesn't need to because then he controls him and he's not going to fight him again but then but if then Voldemort resources he'll control him so if he turns him he's got to get him to kill himself yeah and let's face it now, even, when, even when you turn them they don't sort of stay turned do they no they end up throwing you off a fucking balcony into an arc reactor yeah totally. because obviously you have one of those in the throne room well why not <laughs> exactly Particularly when you should really be quite afraid of any kind of electrical power source. But anyway, there you or go. water. Yeah. So, right, so you can't turn Potter. No. You can turn any of the others, but the others haven't gone up there with him because Potter's gone up on his own yeah, with the whole process. So he's, he's, it's going to come down to a similar fight again. It's going to be throwing the Force Lightning. Now, I don't think Potter's strong enough or willing to use a Vada Kedavra in no. order to combat that. It's going to be a Patronus. Well, if you look at the the last fight with um, with Voldemort, they never sort of said what what curse he, he used. No. So I mean, it, it could well be that if no, you're at that point, you're desperate enough. But then will that no, will that turn him on its own? So he, he kills the emperor and then gets like no. Well, either way, the emperor, remorse. Yeah. Well, either way, the emperor's got him there because if he pushes him to the point where he uses Vardakadava, then the emperor, fuck, the emperor's turned him. Yeah, he has, and at that point... Because he's angry, and as soon as he's angry, the knife's going to get twisted. Yeah. But not only that, once you get to that point, we've already had this fight, Yeah. so we already know how it plays out, but then there's nobody left, there's no other Horcruxes, there's nobody else who's going to so work. Yeah, so the Emperor, therefore, so would the take Emperor, Potter. The Emperor takes Potter, and the Emperor wins. Yeah, so, in a fight between the Emperor and Voldemort, Emperor pretty definitively wins, I let's be so. honest. I don't think it was pretty much a non-starter. I think so. So, if you disagree with that... Or you want to have you say? Um, we have said pretty definitively that we don't know a great deal about Star Wars or Harry Potter. There may be errors in our knowledge. We may have said things that are slightly wrong. Please don't jump on us too much for it. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com/whowinspodcast. Feel free to have your say. Uh, if you want to suggest any future fights you'd like us to uh, discuss, I can throw those up there as well. And while you're online, feel free to go to doubletop.vhx.tv and buy our movie. Thank you very much.